DJ and PK brought to you in part by Surrogate Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. All right, PK, we got a lot of people weighing in now on uh, the Utes. What do you think of the Utes after two games? And Tyson... The next couple of years will be rebuilding years for the Utes. I don't think the Utah will make a bowl game this year and next year, but hopefully in a few years they can make a bowl game, and in four years they can make a New Year's Six bowl game. Tyson has got them on a very slow rebuild. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa I know, right? Whoa, <laughs> no whoa. bowl game next year? That's, that's like worst-case scenario for my 0-2 Utes because that's what they are. They're 0-2 Utes right now. You see what i done there, 0-2 Utes? <laughs> my cousin Vinny, 2 uh, Utes. They're 0-2 Utes. No. Well, the, the bowl games this year, forget it. I don't care. It just, I don't even know what bowl games would be available. So Yeah. Well, we, we know what's not. We know the Holiday Bowl's off the table. Right. The Red Box is off, off the table. And there's been a lot of reports that the Vegas Bowl isn't happening, although officially it that's is That's what happening. I'm saying. Right. There, there's, there could be and most likely will be more that will take a sabbatical this year. So forget about this year. But – Next year, I mean, they're like eighty-seven and one in non-conference games. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like half your bowl eligibility right there. Since they joined the conference, right? They've only lost one that year to Utah State, and that yep. was it. So that's half of them. No, 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 no. That that's there's no going back to that as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it might happen at some point. You roll out of five and seven, but. I'd be awfully surprised that that would actually take place. So uh, next year, even if it's not a glamorous bowl, if you want to argue, okay, it's another second tier, okay, fine, I'm okay with that. If that's what you want to argue, we'll worry about that when we get there to next season and uh, see about it then. But I'm fully expecting them to – I believe they would go to a bowl game every year for the rest of Kyle's tenure at Utah. Seems like a safe bet, given the streak they've got going and given the fact that they've got Weber, San Diego State, and BYU next year. Better come out of that 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, right? Is BYU going to be able to end the streak? That would seem to be the only question. Let's, yeah. Let's see uh, who's yeah. back before we handicap that. Well, right. I mean, if Zach Wilson comes back, BYU probably has a decent shot. If not, I don't know. <laughs> I, would, I would say right now, I would say no. But, I mean, that's just way too long in advance and uh, i look forward to that time when we get there to handicap that game inside and out when it's the time but no i don't i don't see that i i see these young dudes getting a bunch of experience now they've already got two games of experience and uh, go forward here and uh, i mean i'm expecting them to win saturday even with this crazy season i mean oregon state you know showed well against uh, oregon it was, I just felt so bad for the Ducks to see them lose that game. You did not. Really, just it ruined my whole Friday night. <laughs> it made your Friday. <laughs> uh, R. Miller says the Utes might win a game or two this year. See, that's funny right there. See what they did? That's clever. What, what, what do you mean? What do they well, do? they might win a game or two this year. Well, they only got a game or two left. I mean, best case scenario, they're playing three more games. And at the rate we're seeing Pac-12 games get wiped out, I can't even guarantee you they're going to play three games. Well, there is no eligibility for bowl this year. So I think they win 
Saturday night against Oregon State. Post-game locker room. Two words! Two words! Bull eligible! <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kyle can work that up right you now. Doesn't it seem that. like no matter what happens, if they, on a winning scale, they say they win the game, for argument's sake, they win the game, there'll be no real anything close to the level of emotion and where we were in the south end zone and it'll be redone so we'll see how it works we could but hear all these through years the wall. you could hear everything every yeah. everything <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. eligible <laughs> i guarantee you that went through the wall the thing with- and when they sang that went through the wall yeah the thing with this year though you could just play that before the yeah. first game because it there's no eligibility. There is marks. no bowl eligibility yeah. requirements. Yeah. yeah, but that's how crazy it is. But it's to the level. It's two things: to the level of the program that it is now, and it's also to the craziness of this season. It, they they win Saturday. I don't think they generate near as much emotion. I disagree. I think that they're as, as two, two words. Two words. Bowl as, eligible. Oh no no no. Okay that. That is a peak level. That's after a win over USC to get to 6-1. and one. They won't generate that. But I think they will generate a lot of emotion because you don't want to be 0-3. Yeah, Even but that, weird, that emotion won't year. be celebration. It'll be relief. Yes, yes, absolutely. So th- it won't be the celebratory emotion I'm speaking of. It will not be that. It will be different. But I still think... Uh, It'll be intense. And, of course, it always depends on how the game ends, right? Yeah, if, if it's a last-second play. If you know you're going to win at the end of the third quarter because you're up by four touchdowns, that's one thing. I wouldn't think that's it. I would think there's some tension late in the game. But I think there will be a lot of joy. And you're right, a lot of it would be relief. They don't want to be 0-3. You know, the, the high school kids largely come from winning programs, and they're used to that. And they're coming to a team that's winning, and all the people who are here are used to that. So a three-game losing streak would be a shock to the system. So, yes, it may be more relief, but there will still be a lot of emotion if they win this game. I think it'll be mostly, I think it'll be 85% relief. And I don't think there'll be a lot of jubilation emotion. Jeff, I I don't think we'll see that. Jeff says, bright future for the Utes. If you watch these freshmen, this team is in good hands. I think there's something to that. You know, individually, play to play, I didn't think USC pushed them around and dominated. And even when they had them down in the second quarter, they literally, or in the second half, they literally couldn't score a touchdown. Now, you've got to do something about the Ute offense in the that, second yeah, half because they haven't scored any points. Because I thought, the def- I thought SC pushed around the offense. But I thought that the offense, the way they played week two, there was major improvement. And so I'm writing off some of that yeah, to USC was playing their third game. Well, I thought they were still moving the ball in the second half. Now, you know, the turnover in the red zone was just a killer. And, you know, turning the ball over on downs. But it's not like they had, you know, multiple three and outs in the second half of that game. They did have a three and out. They didn't have any points. I know. But they still moved the ball. Oh, whoop-de-doo. It's about scoring points. When you put up, go two quarters and you score zero points, you move the ball. I guess if you're looking for bright spots and you really want to use a microscope, uh, you can go along that way. But, I mean, I can argue that the Washington's defense, sure, we'll let you move the ball, but we're going to let you score points. Well, wow. So they their objective was met. So, I mean, you can tennis volley that back and forth. Score points before I anoint you uh, some form of positive. You've gone now. You haven't scored a point 
in the second half of either game, if I'm correct. You are correct. That's not good. You are correct. You can move the ball all you want, <laughs> but there comes time when it's, uh, you know, certain cutting time and you got to get the oh, job done. Greg Foster, ladies and gentlemen, that was old school right there. Well, I mean, they didn't get the job done. That's that. That's the only thing that matters. That's the bottom line is that offense didn't get the job done and it didn't look explosive. It, they didn't. Ha- it's the same old thing we've been talking about Utah's offense for seems like a thousand years. Now, last year was different. Part of the difference was because they had a quarterback who had a whole bunch of experience and he was at the top of his game. And so they had a bunch of explosive plays. Now, what's interesting to me, and it's really uh, somewhat puzzling, is they did have a fair amount of decent plays in the first half. And maybe it is just from the Ute perspective. It's not about Washington. It's from the Ute perspective that they did finish, and in the second half they didn't finish those drives because they had uh, they had a pick, they had a turnover, those things that uh, obviously are going to thwart any opportunity for you to score is a pick and a turnover. Every time you have a pick and a, and a turnover, you're never going to score, obviously. So maybe that's just what it was. But I want to see some more offensively. I mean, Britton Covey, uh, he has had some injuries and issues. He's a tough kid here, but he's contributed nothing. And he was supposed to be a decent player for you. they got to get that going. And maybe if you, if you want to look at the bright spot, too, it has tied Jordan, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but somewhat of a surprise that he has been your best back. It's not necessarily out of nowhere because Kyle's talked about him. The kid's a stout kid, smaller kid, but really stocky, but yet still has the speed. So they recruited him with the idea that he certainly was going to play, but I I wouldn't have suspected after two games that he would look like he's ready to seize the position, which isn't a negative by any stretch because that means you've got somebody who's asserted himself, and that's exactly what you want. 10 carries for 97 yards, and he had the 46-yarder to set up a touchdown. So big plays. Uh, you know, how much of a pounding can he take as a smaller guy? But, he, you know, he's not slight. He's short. Oh, no, he's stocky, man. He's he 200 is, pounds. Oh, yeah. He bounces off of people. I mean, there's some of those collisions. He's delivering the punishment, not the defender. He's got a center of gravity that's yeah. pretty good. So, obviously, and just for a pup, a young pup, he's clearly strong, and he's only going to get stronger because everybody does when you get into the college weight program, and it's so much more sophisticated and all that stuff. So, I don't know that he necessarily needs to gain any more weight, but he can get stronger. So, that's looking good for you. And, and I don't really care that he fumbled. I'm sure, I know he cared, and it, obviously he was distraught. You could just see his body language and his motions of his hands on his head and the stuff. But fumble now. I don't want to say fumble all you want now because that's not right. <laughs> no. Because you don't want it to be an issue. But if you're going to fumble, fumble this season. All right, DJ and PK, everything we've been talking about in this show, we will get you up to speed next. Stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to get you up to date on everything we've been talking about during this show. Uh, the NFL, we hit on this right out of the gate, PK. I think we're getting a little separation here, aren't we? Seeing some teams that uh, are wobbling and aren't going to be playoff teams, or even if they are going to be playoff teams, there's just no way you can believe in them. If I let you pick, you know what we say at the start of the uh, NFL season? or at the start of the NBA season, if you get to pick two or three teams, you can pick the champ. And I, I don't know how many NBA fans wouldn't have picked the Lakers as one of their two or three this year. I think most people would have gotten it. But right now, I guess I can make a legit case for five teams winning the Super Bowl, but beyond that, I really can't. Well, okay, but I don't... I, are we down, to, are we down to five now? Uh, I'd have to... Steelers to and Chiefs in the AFC. Saints. You're going to put the Chiefs in there? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to put the Chiefs in there. Oh, okay. And then the Saints, the Packers, and I'm uh, torn with the fifth team. Do I want to go Seattle or Tennessee? And I think I'll go Seattle. Oh, man. Why wouldn't you go Seattle? Yeah, I'll go Seattle. I will. I thought about it, but I go. So I'm leaving out, you know, I guess you think. Uh, if you want to go beyond five, then you've got to let in Tennessee or the Bills or the Bucks. But the Bucks are now, with that loss yesterday, they're two and four against probable playoff teams. They may win their last four because I don't think they play anybody who's really all that good. So they could be eleven and five, but I just don't see them winning the Super Bowl. No, I would agree. I would put Tennessee and the Bills in there. Also, I think they've earned the right. Tennessee last year, Bills with a very good season this year. Uh, I would have put the Rams in there, but that loss forty nineers was baffling to me. Right? Uh, that was that was the biggest surprise of the weekend in the NFL was the because the Rams I I had downgraded the Rams and then they played so well, so I put the Rams back up there, and then just when I put them back up there, they stumble against a team that I don't think they should have stumbled against. Uh, but nevertheless, they did, and maybe it's a divisional game, and, and so that creates some more competitive in, environment and edge and all that stuff, however you want to look at it. Uh, but, you know, we are into December now. I realize today's the last day uh, of November, but the next week, uh, tomorrow, would be December. So December is the time of year when you see the separation, so it's right on schedule. Yeah. Uh, the Browns, do you believe in them? They are 8-3. and three. That was kind of a clunky win. They got it. They beat Jacksonville, but Jacksonville's lost 10 straight games. And Jacksonville went for two in the third quarter and didn't get it, so then they had to go for two at the end of the game, and they don't get it, and they end up losing 27-25. It's the NFL. You ought to be able to kick your extra points, and that game should have been going to overtime, where you know Jacksonville might have lost it anyway. But Cleveland 8-3, and three, even if though that was kind of winning ugly. I believe in them as a program or an organization that's made great improvement. I don't necessarily believe in them to win a couple of playoff games, but I believe in them as what they've been doing, and they finally hit a formula that is working, which for them is a bigger story really than what they do in the postseason this year, provided they don't collapse down the stretch. I expect Seattle to be Baltimore. Uh, uh, excuse me, Seattle to be Baltimore. Pittsburgh's Philly? playing Baltimore. I expect Seattle to be Philly and uh, get to 8-3 and three there. I think uh, Pittsburgh will be Baltimore, assuming they get to play that game uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow? Baltimore's uh, kind of a fringe playoff team, although... Uh, if they lose that game, then they, like the Raiders, who had a 
really bizarre loss, just getting annihilated by Atlanta. Uh, they would be on the outside looking in as it sits here uh, at the end of Week 12. Okay. College football. Uh, okay, so we didn't have a lot of games. Did we have any real shockers? Was there anything where you went, I can't believe that happened? The I'd the rank- Oregon State beating Oregon. Yeah, Oregon State beating Oregon and Northwestern losing Michigan State. Those were the two ranked teams that uh, that took the hit this week. Other than that, you didn't play or you won. Indiana is one of the teams that's in front of BYU in the rankings. They lost their quarterback. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. hurt his knee right late in the game. It looked like he got hit either – it looked like he was out of bounds as he got hit. And he was on the ground for a while, and then he limped off. So Jack Tuttle, the U-transfer, had to come in and finish the game. And can Indiana win their last two games, and will Penix be back for either one of them? Just seeing him limp off, I would guess not, but that's hardly a well, solid I, I medical opinion. Well, I don't know who opinion. they play. I'd have to look it up. Uh, the Big Ten sucks. <laughs> they play Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin's been all over the map. I mean, uh, including that, off of it, right? That that's part of the map. Yeah, right. That's 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 part of the story, is and probably the reason why they've been all over the map is they've been off of it. Are they playing this week? How long they've been out? Who's available? I mean, I'm not following Wisconsin day to day, so I can't tell you. But I do know their program has just been. Uh, Really hindered is probably the best word I can come up with uh, by this whole situation. So if you're looking for BYU as far as a New Year's Six, and that seems to be the be-all, end-all goal for the Cougars right now, and I'm fine with that if that's what you want your goal to be, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if the quarterback, if Indiana wins the next two and the quarterback is back, I think they're going to get a bid. Depending on what the Big, 12, Big Ten does with Ohio State, because Ohio State is loaded. They're really good. And if they can't qualify because of they didn't play enough games that had nothing to do with their talent, I mean, just rewrite the rule. <laughs> you uh, just I made we, up the rule on the fly, so rewrite it. Don't you expect they will? Yeah, I, 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 I can't they believe, should. I can't believe they'll have a Big Ten title game. And, and let's assume right now they're 4-0. And they've got Michigan State and Michigan to finish the season now. They just had a, they've had Maryland and Illinois canceled. So they got Michigan State and Michigan to finish the season. And if they can't play one game and they win the other and they're 5-0, and they're going to play a Big Ten title game and Ohio State's going to be sitting home watching it. I'll believe it when I see it. No, because they would be 7-0. and because they would have beaten Maryland and Illinois. Uh, but they didn't, and the rule is they didn't play. I, it's, it's, it's not a law. I, a rule I agree. It's not a law. I agree, and I think they'll change it. Like I said. Well, I, I mean, hey, the guy's running out of time here, but he was responsible for getting Big Ten football back. You know where I'm going with this, and he's only got another, uh, you know, under two months before he's in office. So he can step in and say, Warren, here's what you're going to do. Warren, of course, being the Big Ten commissioner, an Arizona State grad. You know I'm talking about the big guy? Yeah. So he's the guy with the red hat. He steps in. He makes it happen because we're not having college football without him anyway. Can we all agree on that? That's what red hats do. They start and stop games. <laughs> I've seen them. They stand down there at the 20-yard line. Sometimes they wear no, uh, no. oven mitts. Not- not red hats. Oh. The guy with the red hat. Oh, I misunderstood. <laughs> uh, it was a misunderstanding. 
You know where I'm going with this now? Maybe. Come we're on. Get, we're getting there. So he steps in. He said, fellas, Ohio State deserves it. They would have beat. In fact, you could combine Maryland and Illinois, and the Buckeyes would have beat that all-star <laughs> team between those two would that teams. Be, would that be Mary Noy or Illiland? <laughs> <laughs> Give me Illiland. <laughs> so they would have won both of those games. So then back to Indiana – I think they get a New Year's Day six because their best game then would have been stretching Ohio State right to the end. Yep. Yep. They're definitely a threat. I think the Northwestern loss helps BYU, uh, Wisconsin beating Indiana. I don't know if that'll help them. That's an interesting case because Indiana would drop, but Wisconsin's behind BYU. Would they leapfrog them? Or is that a case of where, with all the public pressure on the selection committee, BYU would get a benefit of the doubt? They might not get otherwise, but they're getting it because even Urban Meyer is out there. I push play. I analyze talent. I know BYU's good. And And then you got Utah fans here. What are they doing with Jack Tuttle? I got to imagine they're hoping he sucks. I think that Utah and BYU fans finally have something to agree on. Jack Tuttle sucks. Wisconsin beats uh, beats Indiana. I don't know if you guys saw this. Michael Penix Hmm? apparently out for the year. Oh, it it is. It's official now. It's not official. Yeah, he's saying sources are telling but, him that he's out yeah, for the year. Yeah, but so that's Jack that's Tuttle's time to shine. That's where they're going with this. It, it is out there. I saw that. He's expected to miss the rest of the season because of the lower leg injury. Well, this all of a sudden, I'm going to be watching Indiana football with a lot more intensity because I want to see what Tuttle does. I want to see if he lived up to that all that ranking and hype that he came that he got coming out of high school. And I want to see was he. Worth and this is gonna this this is like uh, this is it right here. This is red something in the back. Yeah, <laughs> red meat radio people. I definitely know where you're going right now. I want to see was he worth bypassing Zach Wilson for? Boom. Because at least if he lights it up for Indiana, then you can live with it. But if you want him to suck and he does suck. You're going to say, wait a second, we passed on Zach Wilson for this guy? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So the Ute fan has a major dilemma either way, does he not? I see exactly what you're saying. And what we know right now is that Tuttle finished that game. Now, it was Maryland, and they were way ahead. But he came in, and he was 5 of 5 for 35 yards. So, Dinkin and Duncan, but they didn't need to throw the ball down the field. They had a two-score lead. So, Well, he's been in the program two seasons now. Yeah. Yep. So he's if been he's out of a high school three years, if he's a legit four star guy, he should come in and look good. Yeah, what what, what would you fans think about that? Because the fact is, you clearly should have offered Zach Wilson. Well, I think that's one of the argument, and we probably have people standing by ready to grab their phone and use the app and use the open mic feature and say, if two guys are really good, take the local guy. You need to make the inroads with the local guys to keep the best local guys here and the best local guys know each other, and you need to make a habit of that. You can't pass on a good local guy. Now, you know— Did they know he was good? Well, that's the thing. Zach, out of his own mouth, is, I was a late bloomer. You know, he's Mm, no—BYU wanted him desperately. Yeah. Once they got rid of Ty Detmer, and Ty Detmer wanted his nephew— Something, yeah, Farfic it's got Newton, whatever. Right. What was Zaddy, that? What was it? What was his name? Zaddy Dinkelman. 
Farfik Nugent is what people yeah, say. Yeah. Farfik Nugent, yeah. Zadik Dinkelman. Isn't that an name. old Volkswagen ad? Is that what you were doing <laughs> with Farfik like Nugent? Well, I, I, it didn't come to me right away. Uh, I, I knew it was a... Dinkle uh, what? A, a whole bunch of syllables. Dinkelman. Dinkelman. I mean, if your last name is Dinkelman, your first name's got to be Bob. I'm He's sorry. He's now playing at like, <laughs> Texas A&M Kingsville or something like that. D2? FCS. Oh, Joe's D2. You're right. D2. D2. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Detmer, come on, man. I know Detmer walks on water, but you didn't want Zach Wilson? Man. So, in terms of uh, letting Detmer go and getting Zach, I think you make that trade every single time. (laughs) (laughs) But now, interestingly enough, are the Utes, they're back in the same situation? Have they offered this dart kid whose dad played at Utah, I don't follow the rec- high not. school recruiting enough to they know have, the answer. So you're telling me no? They have not offered Jackson Dart. So are we down the same road again? You got a commit- commitment from, uh, what was that kid, uh, Mostasholi down there in Southern Peter California? Peter Castelli. Okay, close enough. Mostasholi? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? A ballpark. Farfig Newton, Marshkick-Telly. Hey, PK. <laughs> The Utes passing on Dart might pay off for ASU, though, because apparently Arizona State's right in the running for him. Oh, great. <laughs> Ute fans nice. would rather go to USC. They don't want to listen to PK. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but, uh, but all right, well, well, if he commits, maybe, I don't know. We don't know where he's going to go. At least I don't. Uh, and, and I don't really chase down these high school kids. That's well, not yeah, I'll just thing. watch Talking Sports. Oh, are you gonna you gonna do something? I think on Fox it? set it up. Yeah, Dave Fox is setting it up. Oh, we're gonna go again. The whole thing where we I do think the, so. the hat. I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's COVID times. It'll be on remote. And that's I understand the one thing that. I yeah, know I, that. I got you. I know. I, yeah. I know so what? How will how will he set it up? That's I, coming I, up in uh, three weeks, right? Yep. The signing date. Yeah. Um, so, but from the youth perspective, are they going down the same road? They got another Southern California kid at the expense of Dart, or they don't want Dart. I mean, if I hear Fox tell me one more time that USC has offered this kid, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) Well, Corner Canyon games are done, so you won't hear that anymore. (laughs) Wow, USC offered. I mean, like, wow, he must be really good then. USC offered. Okay, they offered a lot of people, and they've actually they rarely have a good quarterback in the NFL from USC, right? That doesn't happen very often when you think about it. They've, they've put in a lot of other great guys, but uh, quarterback, they haven't had a slew of uh, SC quarterbacks. They've, they've had them be in the league. But they don't excel. Barkley, uh, Darnold is uh, debatable, Sanchez. Uh, Carson Palmer was pretty good. I'll give, I'll give you Carson Palmer. Liner. Uh, totally Liner was a knee. failure. Uh, but, yeah, so just because you're offered by SC doesn't mean, wow, holy freak. But <laughs> your your high school guys sure, sure thought it was uh, all that and a bag of chips. But it'll be interesting to see if this kid develops. And then we'll get to watch Tuttle. But at the same time, if you got your guy, who cares if somebody else has their guy? Well, you can't have all the good quarterbacks. It doesn't work that way. You just, well, you need, just want you just want you just need, one guy. Right. You're a good quarterback. Who's really good, and then right. you want another guy in the pipeline who's really good. That's what matters the most. So it's not necessarily if you miss out or don't offer player XYZ. If you got player ABC who's really good, you're good to go. 
Other things we've been talking about, uh, BYU. Who can they get this week? they got to buy this week. They're coming off a buy. Nobody really needs or wants two in a row, but they need somebody to want to play them and be available. I think the want to thing with Power 5 schools is that conferences need to fulfill their TV contracts. So they need home games, and everyone's been canceling games. So I think everybody needs games. I would be surprised at this point if a Power 5 passed on the opportunity to host BYU. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen, but from everything we've heard about the financial situation, conferences aren't going to want someone sitting at home not playing if they could be hosting a game. So, who would be available? A lot of you are waiting for Miami, but the ACC, uh, there's an outbreak of Florida State. Florida State can't play Duke, so now Miami is playing Duke. So Miami's off the board. The Washington State-USC game got moved to Sunday night, but if either school had a problem, maybe one of them could come available. Uh, We'll just have to follow the schedule through the week. But PK, again, win the PR battle and be out there as soon as the game is canceled, 30 seconds later, uh, on social media, BYU's ready to go anytime, anywhere. We got a plane, let's go. We We got the plane chartered. We don't have the flight plan. We'll fly wherever we need to. Well, if I'm BYU... Yeah, I don't. You let that be known this week, and then next week you play the Aztecs on Saturday night. Assuming you win that game, then you spend that whole following week saying, We are available. Please call us. We will come to your place at a moment's notice. And then you also throw in to the committee, Don't penalize us because something that we wanted to happen couldn't happen. All the things that we can control, we controlled. We've got a first-round quarterback who is uh, great. He is uh, sexy in terms of glamour. His mother is out there. It's a great story. Take advantage of us. Oh, yeah, I was on social. She had a tough weekend this weekend, and then she, she went on Instagram last night, I think it was, and told her story of what she's been doing. She spent time with family. Oh, yeah, this is just as much as fun as watching Zach throw a 97-yard rope to uh, Dax Mill. This is seeing what Lisa's putting out there on social media. DJ, you're such an old fuddy-duddy that you don't do this, but I live for this. Forget the housewives, that crap. No, this is real life on Instagram, and that's what I'm into. And if you're not into it, it's just because you are ancient and archaic. The game I would circle at the top of my wish list, he says, ignoring PK completely. (laughs) At the top of my wish list, and I get the other guys may not want it, but at the top of my wish list, and I would leak this to the national media, I would plant the seed. Leak it. Just scream it. You don't need to leak it. BYU, Texas A&M, December 19th. A&M is fifth. A&M wants to get in the playoff. Now, A&M could... Not play, because it won't be in the title game because they lost to Bama, so Bama will presumably be playing Florida in the SEC championship game. A&M could get in a playoff. If Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time, I think A&M's in, and they don't need to play BYU. And if Clemson blows Notre Dame off the field with Trevor Lawrence, I think Notre Dame's out and A&M is in, and they don't need to play. But if Clemson goes down the field and scores late to win by three or four or seven or whatever, late field goal, touchdown, whatever the scenario, and win by one, squeak out a 31-30 victory with a late field goal, Clemson and Notre Dame are probably both in. 
A&M in that situation is in trouble. Maybe they could get in, but if it's going to be a close call, it would help A&M to have a win over BYU. That is A&M's motivation. Okay, play the game. Uh, but I, I, I don't see where Clemson blows out Notre Dame because the backup quarterback threw for 400 yards. What's Trevor Lawrence going to do? <laughs> 500? 600? Yeah. It, it'd be key throws, you know, one more possession, win the game. You may be right. Right, but that's not but a blowout. That's so if what A&M's thinking it's going to be a close game, then there's a risk that both Clemson and Notre Dame get in, which means A&M needs to make their case. And maybe the difference would be, oh, A&M beat BYU. That's A&M's motivation number five. And there are other teams out there. You know, Miami probably won't be playing that weekend. Indiana, depending on what happens with Ohio State, Indiana may not be playing that weekend. Uh, Georgia should be available. So there's some other highly ranked teams that could be available on the 19th. It's slim pickings this week. You need something to break your way. But on the 19th, uh, you know, there there should be some really good teams not in conference title games, and it should be available. Cool. Um, all right, DJ and PK. Now, Indiana may be playing a Big Ten team because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are playing on those crossover weekends. We'll have to see how that plays out because we're making it up on the fly in 2020. All right, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. It doesn't matter if they're in a conference or not. If they win on a consistent basis, they would actually be put into it instead of having a good team every 10 years. That's Ben. I wish we could have a longer conversation with Ben. Does he want BYU to be independent or in a conference? Because even when they were in a conference, they weren't always put into it every 10 years. You know, you could win the Mountain West, and BYU, let's say this BYU team were in the Mountain West. He was talking about how, we were discussing earlier your theory, PK, if they don't get into New Year's Six, this is the risk they took going independent. This is one of the things they weighed, and it was one of the things they were willing to sacrifice. They, they full well knew when they did it, but yeah. they weighed it against exposure, the ability to play teams anytime, anywhere, to play half a dozen Power Fives, to cut their own deal with ESPN, to stop making a million a year off TV and maybe make a million a game. Uh, all these other things they right. weighed. And this okay. is the thing they were willing to give up. Now, most years it doesn't matter because you're not going to have it anyway, so you're not really giving it up. And it's part of why they made the decision they made. But this is the one year. Kind of like uh, well, when yeah. they were close in 2001 but didn't get it, but they were undefeated through 12 games. They went to the Cotton Bowl in uh, the 96-97 game, but the 96 team. And the 84 team that was unbeaten, the 79 team that was unbeaten going to the Holiday Bowl. There was no BCS at that point. Doesn't the best G5, doesn't it get an automatic bid every year? Right. And so the risk in the Mountain West this year is they could be in the Mountain West crushing it, but be ranked behind Cincinnati and still not get it. That would be the risk. Okay, but they would then get the conference's uh, best bowl bowl game. game which probably is better than what they're going to get now if they don't get in. I think that's... I think that's a wash now that they're not going to the Vegas Bowl. Uh, where would they go? The L.A. Bowl? I agree, too, but for some yeah. people that matters. Some people it, matter, it might matter, uh, but I think at this point that— That but, has been the big knock. Yep. At least it's suspenseful if you're in a conference, whereas if well. you lose one or two ball games in September, you know you're going to the uh, yeah. uh, Hawaii Bowl, whereas you may end up going to the Hawaii Bowl anyway, but at least it was suspenseful, suspenseful. until the middle of November. I think the thing that they've given up is regional bowl games where fans can drive to them. 
you know, because that was always so much fun. And, and now they're largely, not completely, but largely playing in bowl games you can't drive to. They, they did get to go play the Utes in the Vegas Bowl. And I guess you could drive to Albuquerque. Uh, well, San Diego before it stopped. Yeah. And they had, and they had Boise. The poinsettia. So they had a yeah. couple. All right, one game to note, just barely coming out. Northwestern Minnesota in the Big Ten has been canceled this week due to COVID-19 for the Gophers. So Northwestern's available? Allegedly. Uh, you got my full attention. They're ranked. I'd They've been them. ranked. They're plummeting, but they still ranked. Let me repeat. I'd play them. Yeah, play I'm it. with you. I'd play them too. So Minnesota's <laughs> got COVID issues. They can't play Northwestern. And 5-1 and one Northwestern just lost. Go to Evanston. Play the game. You're in Chicago. Tom Homo, make the phone ring. Let's go. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Uh, Nick on his Utes. They don't have a quarterback again, but they've got great up-and-coming talent elsewhere. A familiar story and probably a pretty accurate assessment, Nick. Maybe they've got a quarterback. Maybe he's hurt. We don't know. Like you said, we saw all of 14 plays. Right. Greg says nothing's changed, DJ. I feel the same way I've always felt about him. He loves his Utes. All right, we're out of time. Scotty and Hans will have more on Minnesota Northwestern, and it's at a game at BYU. You can slide in and play the Wildcats. We'll get to that coming up with those two. And I would think they would, we'd also have the uh, press conference with uh, Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay, right? That's at 1130. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.